Welcome to this edition of the Church Builder Podcast. So glad that you're listening with us today. I hope you're doing well and blessings upon your life. I'm so happy to have with me today Dino Rizzo, who is the Executive Director of Association of Related Churches and also part of the Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. Dino, it's good to have you with us today. Thank you, Pastor Dale. It's an honor to be on Church Builder. I always love talking with you and just utmost respect and honor for you, Pastor. Well, thank you. It's great to have you with us. And I want to take a little bit of time today, Dino, and talk to you about, I know something that's very near and dear to your heart. I was touched so deeply many, many years ago when I first got to know you and the heart that you had for building a a culture of service in the church, serving communities and serving needs. And actually wrote a book entitled Servolution along with another book, I believe Serve Your City, if I'm correct about that. And I want you to talk a little bit about that history of Servolution and how it got started, a little bit of your testimony of how God began to move your heart for uh, the local church making a difference in communities. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's it's our it's our heartbeat. If you if you cut me, I, I kind of even at, at the role that I'm in now and the opportunity I get now, I still bleed outreach, and I think it's one of the ways we build the kingdom. And yeah, I definitely believe it is one of the greatest ways to build a church is engaging your community. Yeah. Going back to, I know you were the senior pastor of Healing Place Church in Baton Rouge. And so I know there was a time when God began to open doors for you for your church to begin to embrace this serving culture. Give us a little history on that and how that got started. And then, of course, Katrina came in not long after that. You had an opportunity to really make a difference in community through the local church. So give us a little bit of that background and, and how it got started for you and especially at Healing Place. Yes, sir. You know, we started our church back in 1992, and just those early years, there was no arc where there were these groups that supported church planters. You remember that, right? Pastor, that absolutely. Just, let's let, let's just get after it. And so we realized early on that we just didn't have a lot to offer. Our building was not at all attractional. We barely had nurse. We led worship with acapella music. <laughs> I mean, no instruments. And I was still so learning how to preach. It was a train wreck every weekend. Yeah, I identify. Um, and so, yeah, so we would sit and say, I remember one day we were in a meeting. We just said, man, we're, I remember feeling kind of down and discouraged. I didn't have anything to offer. And my wife and I together, we just said, I think it was my wife said, well, we can serve. We can serve the community. Mm, good. And out of that, we thought well, we could we could love people. We could love and serve. We could and we get out love in the church that has the most to offer in facilities and music. And right. Blah, blah, blah. And it really wasn't about that. So that's really where the original fault came from. And we just began to see needs and meet needs and began to have conversation with people that were in the community, guidance counselors and parole officers and service providers and those that were working with those getting out of jail and those that were working with the vulnerable the forgotten and the those that feel invisible. And out of those conversations, we began to think of ideas, whether we could partner with those groups or we could just be the author of an idea mm. to reach people with the gospel, the good news, the message of Jesus. We felt like God put us there to make our city better. Mm, good. Now, when you begin that process, obviously you got to start somewhere and somehow. And uh, I seem to recall a story you told one time about a maybe it was a kind of a garage sale or something you guys did and trying to outreach to the community. Or I don't remember the whole story, but give us a little bit about that background because it's kind of a, a launching point for that passion it in was. your church, right? It was, Pastor Bill. I almost forgot that when we, you know, we were doing some small things. We had done a dinner on the grounds, free lunch. We had partnered with some single moms that have the needs at Christmas. We we actually began to do some things with widows. We kind of 
knew that was a Bible idea. Yeah. And we identified a few widows. But then we, we, our, a group came in and they blew our sound system. It was a quartet. You know, they, they get real high and they had a little cheap sound system, blew the little six channel TV sound system. Right. And so we were going to do a garage sale to raise money for the sound system. And during the garage sale, I had a guy that came and started haggling with me over a wind chime that was broken. I think we had 50 cent on it. And he was like, hey, man, I'll give you a quarter. Would you take a quarter? I'm like, dude, it's 50 cent. I mean, he's like, well, I'm going to go over here and wait to see if you'll change your mind. I guess out of my frustration, I turned around to the lady. Her name was Sandra Carr. I was running the garage. So I said, hey, we're doing everything for free. Let's give it all away to people. Because there were some people there that, Looked like they may have had needs. So right. we did our, our, our free garage. So from there, we just started kind of thriving in the idea of let's be a blessing. Let's let's do things for free. Let's not ask for anything. Let's let's just give people Christ and give people our best. Go the second mile when our community is hurting. Look for pain. Look for trauma. Look areas that maybe are zip codes or little small niches in our community yeah. that feel like that no one sees them. And let's just go try in small, tangible ways. I think our first outreach was $16. Wow. We did a widow's outreach. Wow. I think our first Christmas party for single moms, I got a guy to sponsor it. I think it cost us $1,200. Wow. You know, so it's not always about a lot of money. It's just about a lot of love. So we're not talking about tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. You just kind of start where you are. Yes, sir. And, and, you know, as you grow, then all of a sudden you, you kind of see the impact grow and a lot of people get excited about it. And I don't know how many times, even here at Church of the Highlands, what we do with our serve days and our serve weeks and the way we do Dream Center Expressions, it's still about people yeah. who are just gifted and they wake up in the morning and they have a heart for maybe those who have gotten out of jail and their families or mm, those mm-hmm. that are have literacy issues or sure. those that are going through the loss of a loved one or have navigated through a family sickness. It's just people that have gone through pain and want to put a purpose around it. So that's what a servolution is. Right. You know, I was just thinking about that event at the yard sale and that moment, whenever you made that decision, I'm, I'm not going to haggle with this guy over, over a quarter, uh, but actually we're going to turn the corner. We're going to move from the thought of getting to giving. And really that's a transformational point in people's lives. It's almost a revelational point that people need to come to and churches need to come to that we're here not to get. We have to move from that getting uh, mindset to that giving mindset. Is that not accurate? Oh, that's so good, Pastor. That's the transition. Yeah. You're transitioning from y'all are here for us. To, no, 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 no. We are here for you. That's good. Yeah. We are, it's almost like, you know, I always tell our worship teams and our, our guys in our church world on weekend, listen, let's create weekend services, whether we're meeting in a YMCA or we're in a permanent facility or we're in a middle school. Let's create an environment the best we can with what we have that says we've been waiting on you all week long. Good. We couldn't wait to see you. That's awesome. Not where we think people are waiting to hear us or hear us sing or hear me preach. Let's flip that to that environment that says you matter. We notice, we see, we hear, and we're here to be the hands and feet of Jesus through practical ways. And really, Pastor, Servolution, the book that we wrote, is inspiration. It is it is story. Yeah. Serve your city, which you've helped us so much distribute that and help us to bring that international. That's the practical how-to, how to do it through a small group, how to do it in an event, how to do it in a big moment, 
to do all these kind of different things, whether it's a dream center expression, if it's a pantry, if it's a truck and a trailer, yeah. if it's just somebody with an idea to go down to a clinic and to bring treats or refreshment to those that are going through chemotherapy. Yeah. It's, it, that's where the, the serve your city is the practical side of things. You know, that's so true. And then also, uh, uh, as you learn to do this, there will be key moments and critical moments in communities that that suddenly what might have felt like over time small impacts now suddenly you have a big opportunity. That happened for you guys in Baton Rouge when Katrina came along, correct? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think a lot of people sometimes pass are looking for the big. Yeah. I'll be ready when the big moment happens. Mm-hmm. If you don't do the small well, you don't get an opportunity to the big. Yeah. Say that if, again, Dino. Say, not- say that again. What, what did you just say? If say if you don't do the small well, you don't get invited to do the big. Oh, that's good. So if you're not handling the small tables, you're not going to get invited to the big table when mm. something big like that happens. Sure. So churches are always like, well, why am I not in the room when the tragedy hits? Or are you in the room before the tragedy hits? Good. Serving your city leaders, serving those uh, service providers, serving that hospital, serving that school serving those uh, those that are elderly, those that are homebound. Yeah. So we were doing a lot of that, Pastor Dale. And then when Katrina hit, we just had some of those gears working. Okay. And we were able to just get into play. And then we immediately realized, and I think this is very important, that this is bigger than one church, mm-hmm. way bigger than one church. Yeah. We immediately said, this is something that the body of Christ and the kingdom, and that's where myself, guys like Steve Robinson, Jacob Aranza, Larry Stockstill, we just decided, let's put aside our logo and our ego, and let's do something for Jesus, because it's bigger than one church. And we all took the part that we did well, and it was just, to be honest with you, Pastor, it was like one of the, I saw the best of the body of Christ. Mm, mm. Wow. When you're reaching out and there's a common goal, and again, I think the phrase you just used, uh, you get rid of your logos and your egos and everybody comes together and says, you know, we're in this thing, we're one team, then suddenly it's amazing what can be done when that kind of unity exists. Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you, you get a lot done when no one cares who gets the credit. That's so good, but yeah. If you got, you know, you get the credit hounds, the credit hogs, yeah. boy, you can't get nothing done, you know, when it's all about, thank God that and I see that so often, Pastor. There's, there's so many churches doing some amazing things. We do a little thing on Instagram, our serve story on Saturdays. And Tori King, who's real key in, in some of the stories, yeah. she posts every Saturday these clips of churches that are doing these outreaches every Saturday, kind of hashtag serve day or hashtag servolution. And then it's amazing, Pastor, when I look at it on Saturday, I get so inspired. Yeah. Uh, churches in Kansas, churches in Cambodia, churches in Canada. Wow. Churches that are in Colorado with these ideas at a nursing home, yeah. working with the homeless, taking care of those with special needs, being there with people that are fighting addiction. I mean, how rampant is addiction yeah. today? Yeah. And the pain that that causes, yeah. and the trauma right. that happens in a family. I just think, just saying, we're here. Let's, we may not do it perfect. Sometimes I've done outreaches that fell on their face, <laughs> they were terrible. But I've done some that God Almighty blessed. Yeah. 
and we populated heaven. That's awesome. Uh, going back to Katrina just for a moment, and I want to make this as practical as possible for uh, all those that are listening so that we, we can all up our game in terms yeah. of serving and, and realize it's not complicated. But I think I recall the story I heard you tell one time, if I'm correct, that during Katrina, obviously, there was a lot of people exiting New Orleans, and I think they, I believe that's yeah. I-10 that comes by where Healing Place Church, is that correct? And and uh, you realize that people were coming from uh, leaving the city of New Orleans to flee from Katrina, and they all had pets. Uh, and uh, do I remember that story well? And they needed a place just to let their pets have a break, and you guys open up your lawns just to have a sort of a pet break. Is, do I remember that correctly? <laughs> we sure did. What, what we found is some of the areas and, and uh, shelters were not taking pets, and there were only a few pet-friendly shelters. There's probably more of that now. Right. But we, we, so we decided to say, hey, listen, you can bring your pets here, and they can fertilize our property. <laughs> they would take a break. When pain happens in a community, a tornado comes through. There's been a, a tragic school shooting. There's a there's a gas leak, and and people are having to relocate. There's been a, a flood. Uh, there's there's a there's a heat wave, and we need portable fans. Mm-hmm. It's just practically saying. You know, hey, it's going to be a little chaotic. And I think that it's kind of, the, it's the idea of Jesus being on the hill, feeding the multitude. Yeah. That was a little while. Yeah. It wasn't real organized. Right. You probably didn't get good counts and good data. There are going to be those moments. And then there are strategic outreaches where you feel like as a church, we're supposed to do this permanently. Yeah. And with Katrina, we began to supply food to smaller shelters yeah. that were all so we found little niches, little gaps where we feel like we were wired to do. And I think that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple of doctors. So we started providing support at the clinics. Yes. We had a couple of people in our church that were chaplains. So we began to strengthen the chaplains at the Red Cross shelters, at the FEMA shelters. They all needed chaplains. So we were looking for these gaps to fill in that could be strategic while we were also doing some, some broad-based outreach. Sure, exactly. And I think, again, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I want folks to understand that it doesn't have to be some massive, truly brilliant idea that you have. It's just finding your word that you used. I love that word. It's the word gap. Find a gap and fill the gap. God will guide you to the strategic things that you need to be a part of, but uh, that ongoing gap filling yeah. is such a vital part. You know, if I could ask you, yeah, uh, I know that over the years, you've been doing this for many, many years now in so many different ways, inspiring so many people to be engaged in serving, and I so deeply appreciate you for that. But I know that part of the end result of the serving is that actually, when we serve, we actually uh, gain influence to share the gospel. And sometimes we want to share the gospel without having the influence with people to do so, and Serving opens that door for that influence. Tell us a quick story or two about people who've actually had their lives transformed, come to faith in Christ because somebody, some church, some group of people reached out in service to them, gave them, if you will, a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. I can think about at a prayer meeting, there was a lady that was there for the first time. It was a small group, small group prayer group. It was way back in the day. And one of the ladies at the end, hey, does anybody need prayer? Request the leader asked and we were taught, taught, you know, pray for my aunt, pray for my job. And then one lady in the back said, please pray for me. She said, I'm a single mom and I've been in a living situation, but I've been, my boyfriend kicked me out. So I'm having to leave tomorrow. I don't have a truck. I don't know how I'm going to get my stuff to my parents. And, mm. You know, the, and the leader of the group was well-intentioned. He said, well, we're going to make that a matter of prayer. I'm in the back of the room. And all I thought was, okay, we're going to make it a matter of prayer, but we're going to make it a matter of an F-150 truck. Yeah, right. We're going to make it a matter of work. So we got done. I said, how many guys? It's probably four or five guys. I said, guys, 
seven in the morning. I'm going to go get a truck from my father-in-law. We're going to, we're going to go meet this precious girl at her apartment. We're going to move her to her parents. Yeah. We turned that prayer into some work. We did that. I'll never forget moving her into her parents. And there's that mom and dad who probably their heart was, has been broken by their daughter. Yes. Who's been in this situation and she's valuable and she matters. They looked at me and said, who are you? He was sketchy, man. He didn't know who we were. Yeah. He didn't know if we were some other boyfriend or somebody. He said, no, we're from the church. Yep. We just wanted to do that. He said, I can't believe you got involved with this messy situation. Right. And I, I'll never forget those words, messy situation. Wow. And I remember all I think about now is that's everybody's situation. Absolutely. From there, I can remember, I think there were 30 people that eventually attended church. Many of them received Christ. Wow. It was interesting how years later, yeah. one of them, one of her friends was a key leader in our single and single again ministry. Oh my God. All transformed. Many of them came to Christ. Many of them found community wow. in a church because of that reach. Wow. And I think that there are, we're not doing community activity. Right. I'm not sure we're being the complete church God wants us to be. Absolutely. And just that one move of picking up her stuff, moving to the parents, being there for them, actually set the stage for their hearts to be open to the gospel. You know what, Pastor? We started a moving ministry. Oh, my goodness. For, for three years, we moved single moms and widows. Wow. Now, let me tell you something. There were a few of them. We needed Jesus. It was hard work. I was a young man then. When I got a little older, I said, we're going we're gonna to give this ministry to the Lord. And we, <laughs> we thank you that it had a start and a, and a stop date. But anyway, it grew and ultimately it changed a life. Wow. I know we've been blessed here at our church by, by your resources and by your heart and your spirit and so much appreciate your friendship with us. But I want you to take a moment and talk to the folks out there who are listening today and tell them about resources. I know we have some very key serve days coming up and ways that they can get involved in serving and just let them know where your resources are and how they can get more and learn how to do this in their small groups and their churches and so forth. So we do a thing called Serve Day. Uh It's July the 11th. It's on a Saturday. Some communities, that works for them. Some areas, it logistically context, it doesn't work for them. Right. It's the idea of picking a date and being an all call. Yeah. Everybody in the church on Saturday, and a lot of times you can do it through small groups, and we've got ideas. On Survey.com, we populate it with ideas from churches. Survey. You can go to Survey.com. Okay. Go ahead, Pastor. Survey.com. Survey.com okay. is where ideas are there. Uh, you can always find them on the ARC site, ARCchurches.com. Also has some ideas there. But so that is a date where about a thousand churches around the world will do an outreach. They'll do an anchor event. Some people do it in the whole week. Some people do it before Easter, what our friends do down in Lima, Peru, Servolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it leading up to Easter because it's a a good way to invite the community. Right. The idea is just do something. So Serve Day is July the 11th. Survey.com is full of resources. There are a couple of books there. Servolution is the story. Serve Your City book is the practical ideas. Mm-hmm. You can get that at survey.com, Amazon, artchurches.com also has that. And you've helped us with that. I said, what your church has been able to help us to get that in about five languages, wow. which we're pretty excited about that. Brazil, Spanish, we're doing some things in Europe right now. We're doing some things in Japan. And it's really just giving people resources because um, everybody, I think, wants to make a difference. They want to know that they 
they've helped contribute to someone who needs healing, who needs Absolutely. help. We love giving people ideas. We learn from other churches. Of course, we've all learned from the Dream Center in L.A. from the Barnett. Exactly. But we've learned so many. A lot of times, some of my best ideas that we get to put on Survey.com comes from smaller churches mm-hmm. that are in an area and they get a great idea. So we love those kind of ideas. Also on there is a small group curriculum. A lot of people will, will teach on this or get their small groups okay. dialed into outreach. And so there's a six-week curriculum on Serve Your City book. It's a companion with that that also is there that they can order. So those are some of the resources. That is awesome. I know our church for the last several years have, have uh, been a part of Serve Day on that time in July. We've had an amazing opportunity here. And of course, uh, obviously, that's a catalyst moment that helps you continue to do it through the year. But I would really, really recommend if you haven't checked it out, make sure that you go to serveday.com, S-E-R-V-E-D-A-Y.com and check all those resources out. Get plugged in. Whatever you do, be a part of serving. And Dino, thank you so much for all that you do. And thanks for being our friend. And thank you for the impact you're making in the kingdom. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Pastor Dale. Well, thanks for listening. So glad that you've been a part. Look forward to sharing with you again next time on the Church Builder Podcast.